If you are vulnerable to psychic damage from roguish language, stay away from these gibbering mouths. But if you intend on listening to this podcast about enriching your fantastical group hallucinations, you're too far gone already. Your next game is going to be a haunting secret, and here's why. In this episode, we find some answers to how can we fit an Allop into our horror games that will do justice to their awesome abilities. And is an Allop a monster, or is it something far more? And how can we fold all of this into a horrific mystery that keeps the party thoroughly haunted? Welcome to the Hook and Chance podcast. I'm Travis. And I'm his brother Jordan. And we're back with more monsters because I assume that everyone out there is just slinging monsters at their parties nonstop in honor of Halloween. I love that we're here, that we can dedicate an entire month to spooky shit because I'm tired of that fat bearded bastard getting a whole like three months yeah i saw christmas shit on the shelves like yesterday we're just never gonna stop until we get to christmas with halloween that's my pledge i'm gonna bring up halloween every episode until christmas i don't know maybe there's more of a call for christmas happy family together times in D than maybe we realize no there's not i'm not doing three months of christmas themed episodes <laughs> if that's what you're getting at. <laughs> no no i'm thinking one maybe a half maybe yeah. like a five minute mention for christmas before I... getting back to spookers quick little five minute segment yeah yeah hey it's christmas anyway <laughs> But let's stop. Let's push it down. Let's suppress it. it. It's not here yet. But what is here is another monster that can fuel endless games full of horror and suspense. The Allop was a monster that was suggested by our wonderful patrons. We weren't totally convinced of doing an episode on the Allop because it's one of the better written monsters in the monster manual. It's actually really good and that it's got story stuff built right into the monster. Yeah, the thing that kind of hit me about it, I agree completely, it's all kind of there for you to use. It's all ready to go, but it's almost a little bit too overwhelming. Like, the story is too good. It's a story that you would see in, like, an actual two-hour film that's got to be all written properly and stuff like that. So you do have to consider how to use it in D&D a little bit more. This is not just a, like, oh, shit, the game's starting in five minutes. Let's flip through the monster manual and find something. Yeah, absolutely not. If you do that, this monster is going to be severely underserved. Right. It's attacks are not the star of the show here. Like if you just throw the stats at somebody, doesn't matter. It's what's behind the numbers, Travis. <laughs> well, needless to say, they need some serious consideration. They've got so much potential, but can be so easily misused within a game when they're just kind of thrown in willy nilly, as per most of the monsters that we talk about on the show. Yeah, the Allop has cosmic horror in there. It's got the potential to haunt the crap out of your party. It's got some mystery to it. It's a great way to add a challenge when your party's hunting for the truth or something like that. So let's get into the meat of the episode, tear this monster apart, and build a little horror adventure out of the pieces. This is the Strategy Stateroom, where inventive and cunning tactics are crafted for when they're needed most. 
So before we dive in deep, let's do a little bit of a recap on the Allop. Yes, let's get you up to speed. So the lore specifically says Allops are undead beings who are tormented by a secret and who died as a part of a curse protecting that secret. Now it suggests that these are huge secrets that mega powerful beings are keeping or, you know, the type that cosmic horror style will rip your mind apart in trying to comprehend it. Yeah, I think you can go either way with those. Like, there's a lot to play with there. As far as secrets go, you have the secret of impossible knowledge that a ancient deity has cast upon you or some terrible, terrible beast from the 17th dimension. Sure. All the way down to, like, you know, to go away from the cosmic horror down to the Victorian horror of so-and-so had a monstrous baby with the butler that they keep in the attic. I died for that knowledge. I died for that secret. And damn it, I just need to tell someone. Just from the shame of it. Yeah. Yeah. So you have so much range with pretty much any secret that's maybe worth someone's life. Mm -hmm. How about that? That's the bar. Yeah, that's a fair point. I've thought about murdering for some of my secrets before. (laughs) Damn it. Information that I could have used a while ago before you said, hey, can I tell you a secret? (laughs) Yeah, never accept that from me. I'll just put that out there. But back to the Allop. It's mental attacks are flavored as being shards of their terrible secret often leaving survivors of their attacks wanting to learn more about this shard that won't leave their mind in peace. Yeah, see, I love this because it's an enemy that attacks with story exposition. Yeah, that's all I've ever wanted. Instead of having to make that stupid DMPC that has to like nudge your players in the right direction and just keep jabbing them and be like, hey, I wonder what's behind that door. Where'd you come (laughs) from, NPC? We left you back in town. Yes, but I need you guys to move it. (laughs) Move forward with the damn story. Stop trying to interrogate the rat. (laughs) The rat doesn't know. We know that you just got speak with animals, but shit. Yeah, and I know you want to make it your pet. I I know this already. It's done. Now move along. Yeah, montage making friends with that pet so that you can forge ahead with this wonderful secret. Now, I think that these two points that we just made alone are what makes the Allop enough to be an amazing foe in your game. Like, if you actually use those and and blend them into your game really well, you got it. But there's one more little detail that I think is really strong. The Allop often tries to get into the mind of someone like a scholar and get them to write down their terrible secret. But the person isn't aware of what they've written, or perhaps even that they have written anything. The idea is they write it down in the middle of the night, they put it on a shelf, and they go back to bed, and they have no idea that they did it. And that's amazing. Like, that's a mystery wrapped in a great great NPC that can create some forward momentum in your game wrapped inside a monster. It's uh, like the, what's the uh, graduated version of a turducken? (laughs) Sure. It's just all of these great things are jammed into one monster. That's why it's so great. Yeah. So let's talk about their stat block. Like we haven't even gotten to their stat block yet. Well, we'll run through the basics here. They got a 40 foot fly speed as a luck out running it yeah ghostly folks have that it's got six strength 17 decks so it's dipping and dodging and slipping all through your stuff does it need to it doesn't because it's incorporeal <laughs> it's got 10 constitution 17 intelligence so we're dealing with another hyper intelligent monster essentially 
15 wisdom and 16 charisma. So its mental stats are all pretty high. So we've got an, a hyper-intelligent ghost that's charismatic and wise. <laughs> so my little stipulation here, though, is that it's supposed to be the ghost of a creature that died. So wouldn't it have that creature's mental stats, which are probably going to be... No, no, no. Because as soon as your mind is broken by your secret and you pass to the incorporeal realm and you now are wispy and creepy as all fuck, yeah. you are granted access to the higher levels of the brain and your abilities that your weak, flimsy, human, fleshy body just was not. Huh. Yeah. Shed that human brain. Yeah, there you go. And get a ghost one. <laughs> ghost brain <laughs> is unrestrained from meaty flesh. Sure. All right. I guess we're going with that. <laughs> Good lore. They've got plus five to perception, plus six to stealth. Of course, the ghost is going to be rather stealthy. But they've got resistance to a lot of things. Acid, fire, lightning, thunder, bludgeoning, piercing, slashing from non-magical weapons. And they're completely immune to things like cold, necrotic, and poison. They're also immune to charmed, exhausted, frightened, grappled, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, prone, and restrained. That's pretty much everything. When you're fighting a ghost, don't try to do it like you're fighting a person. I mean, that should go without saying <laughs> yes. you call the Ghostbusters. But all of these things, all of these different abilities and immunities and like, it's just it's so mind boggling. Like, how the hell do you fight this thing? And here's the thing. I'm not certain you do. What's your pitch then? What do you do? Just lay down and wait for it to take you into the afterlife too? Well, no, I think this goes to support your point of if you're trying to use the Allop as a monster stat block, you're not doing it right. You done screwed up. I mean, they should absolutely do a little jabbing and stabbing. You know, that that's how you get adventurers' attention. Once you have their attention, they always get away. And they always get an opportunity to start to impart their secret. Absolutely. Why have a ghost that can move through walls if you ain't going to move through some walls? And then we'll touch real quick on its abilities. So it's got incorporeal movement, can move through walls, objects, and ghostly junk. It's got maddening touch, which is a melee touch spell attack that does psychic damage. It's got whispers of madness, where three creatures make a wisdom save or take psychic damage. And it's got howling babble, which is the same thing, a little bit more powerful, but it's all creatures within 30 feet and it's got a recharge on it. I just love every one of them because it's just sitting there driving the whole party mad. That's the idea. And it's doing it by first it gets close and it's like, hey, this is weighing heavily on me. So I'm going <laughs> to inflict this upon you. And then it yells a bit, and then it yells louder. That's essentially its three attacks. That sounds like lunch with a friend. You've got some rough friends. <laughs> I've got some shit to tell you. It's weighing on me. Now it's your problem. And then it starts, you know, it gets too sauced and starts howling. Just spirals. Yeah. But let's talk about how to use them really well. Okay, yeah. Now that we've got all that out of the way, we understand the function of Allops a little bit better. Let's move into what we kind of took away from them upon reading this. First of all, I think we should point out just the natural order of steps that the Allop presents. Like, you can set up a big bad, give them a plan, make the Allops 
cursed knowledge able to counter said plan. And then you have that allop help the party get there, but also hurt the party get there. Well, to me, the allop seems like this really kind of confused, angry, you know, they've had their mind scrambled a little bit. So whatever the secret is, whatever horrible thing that they have had done to them by your big bad, like obviously they'll want revenge. But in the meantime, they're just going to mess some shit up. Yeah. Because they're frustrated and angry and dead. If they weren't dead, they would just help you. But they're dead and tormented. So they're going to help you and harm you. Yeah. And of course, it's a bonus when you use this when a character is actually trying to track somebody down as a part of their backstory. This can be them or you can make the person that turned into the Allop, you know, sympathetic, tragic or even personal to a character. I like that. Making it personal to an actual character in the party. Throw some kind of long lost like, were you wondering what happened to your adventurer uncle? Well, they discovered some forbidden knowledge and now they're the one that's after you. Or if you're really going to lay some groundwork, even an NPC. PC that, you know, a long time ago went off on their own little quest. But in this next little bit, I kind of want to cover the three major things that I think an Allop can be, because like we talked about, they're not just a basic monster. So when we started to talk about what made the Allop good, it really boiled down to three things beyond monster. A mentor, an antagonist, and as a transformation horror mystery. So let's start at just simple mentor. Right. We kind of had this realization that, you know, in the classic hero's journey, you've got the mentor figure. They guide the hero through their trials and tribulations. The Obi-Wans, Gandalfs, Timons and Pumbas. (laughs) Except incredibly spooky. Yes. This is the mentor that your warlock needs. This is the mentor that the rogue needs or... You know, really any party character that has a little bit of a dark bent. Of course, Haunting Ghost isn't the (laughs) first go-to mentor. I like the idea of using this mentor as someone who takes a little bit more of a more of an invested interest in say those like obi-wan i mean you've got the allop's abilities the allop will intervene unlike other ghostly mentors like you've mentioned will actually intervene rather than saying you must go on this journey yourself that that takes wisdom to for obi-wan or for gandalf to say like no you must take this journey on your own That takes another level of wisdom. The Allop does not have time for this bullshit. (laughs) So it will get itself involved and be like, no, you're not going the way I want you to go. Get your ass moving. Here's some slashing damage. It's going to burst in through a window at an inopportune time and screech the shit out of you. It's going to start throwing stuff across the room, and it might even mess up some bad guys. You may even have some deus ex machina built into this thing if you do create an allop as a mentor for your character. Because when the party gets into this shit, you've got the ability... For an allop to get them out. That's a fair point. But they'll never admit they're helping you because they can't. All they can do is screech at you. (laughs) (laughs) And probe your mind with psychic damage. Yeah. So the next role that they fit is a little more to be expected. Antagonist. But we were going through some of our old bones of horror content from some episodes way back. And I think that this monster fits the beast archetype of villain. And that's basically what it sounds like. It's just more of a mindless creature, even though it's got those stats and it's using them and it is 
plotting and scheming, when you encounter it, it is like a barbarian in their rage. It's not a logical thinking creature. Like we mentioned, it's just angry about everything that has befallen it. It exists purely as a punished entity, so its goal then is to end that punishment. Some of the things that it could do is have someone complete the difficult task that it failed to accomplish, get someone to destroy the entity that cursed it, or merely pass along that cursed knowledge. Yeah, see, I love that because it just wants to be rid of this. It wants to be released. And it doesn't give a shit who you are. If it can lead you to the same cursed knowledge, it's off scot-free. Right. That's one of those tropes of hauntings. Like as long as it can cross this off its bucket list, get you to have its cursed knowledge, then it gets to float free. Yeah, except it's not going to give you the warm fuzzies. Instead, you now know that an evil demon lord... (laughs) did something heinous i don't know yeah so heinous that we can't even think about it our mortal minds would explode and the final role that this allop can step into is as a device for the transformation horror mystery and i'll explain that a bit so if the allop really chooses a champion among the party to take this knowledge you can play with that character's journey to becoming cursed just like the allop so as you dole out clues to the party with that psychic damage as to what your plot is and how this cursed knowledge can help them they can go through a slow transformation to becoming the allop you could even turn this into a mechanic like hey party do you want to ask for another hint to move you along well sure go ahead but you're gonna get one step closer to becoming an allop or you can just use it as a more general ticking clock to achieve their objective like keep moving that transformation one more step along yeah i really really dig that but i'm wondering what are some of the steps that we could use to hint at that transformation well and just kind of looking at the general vibe of the allop and some of its abilities you could have the character lose strength as their body slowly turns to ash resulting in having that incorporeal ability movement by the end Oof, that'd be pretty rad i think even being able to move through certain objects like say a door but taking damage in doing so but discovering that you're able to do that yeah would be pretty wild ghost powers or how about any creature that they touch is subjected to a lesser version of the Allop's maddening touch so basically turning them into rogue from x-men i mean i want this just as a character if i can walk around <laughs> and inflict psychic damage from touching people that adds just a little bit to that intimidation score that i really want that's fair your next character is going to be an Allop, hey eh? <laughs> Well, maybe. Or, you know, more of a flavor thing, they could just lose chunks of time as they go into brief spurts of howling babble. That could be great. Like, I as a DM want to be able to slip a note to my player to say, hey, you've just forgotten the last two days. And for the next 30 minutes, you're going to rave. Yeah. Not like dance. (laughs) Like a maddening babble. That could be spooky, I suppose. (laughs) You're going to crush some party drugs. (laughs) Break out the glow sticks, you're gonna rave. So what else can we do to really spice up the Allop, to to make sure that the secrets have some impact? Because that's what I'm mostly struggling with at this point. 
Yeah, that's fair enough, because, of course, the most confusing thing about trying to have a cosmic horror moment where you cause psychic damage based on the unknowable terrors, what are you, how are you supposed to roleplay that? Yeah, secrets of the universe are secrets because mortals are not meant to know them. And as a mortal myself, I find it very difficult to know these unknowable things. Damn our feeble mortal brains. Yeah. So let's get into a little bit of inspiration for those moments, those scenes of a jarring psychic moment. So these are mostly coming from sources like TV tropes. Yeah. By the way, TV tropes is awesome um, because if you need help with story writing, you can kind of get those broken down for you pretty darn quick. These are all those different kinds of holy shit, this is a lot to comprehend kind of ideas. So you got things like artifact of doom an item or an object that could bring about the end of all creation and the Allop knows where it is. Yeah, that's fair. You've got evil speech, which is, you know, the languages that nobody was ever meant to hear. You can find clips of people doing <laughs> versions of that that can easily support the mood at your table. Totally. You've got the brown note, which is more than you might think. Yeah, <laughs> more than just pooping your pants. But... That trope is that stimuli, you know, whether it's sound or something, you know, any kind of visual, anything like that, that humans were just not meant to experience and doing so drove the person to the brink. Right. You can represent it as just like a bell sound or something, but it's it's laced with all of that terrible knowledge. Yeah. The ever classic tome of Eldritch lore, the books that humankind was not meant to read. Yeah, see, I dig that. Like, this is the Necronomicon. This is any of those kind of evil, evil books or scrolls or something like that that just, you know, somebody has tried to read at some point and they just couldn't. And instead of doing it right in front of their friends and family, they their eyes rolled back in their head and they lost it. Don't forget VHS tapes. Oh, yeah, that one, too. DVDs, perchance. <laughs> it doesn't work unless it's... <laughs> the ring only works on VHS. I don't think it just holds up if yeah. it's a disc. On just... Blu-ray. <laughs> the ring now on Blu-ray. <laughs> I mean, we're dating ourselves. We've gone past DVDs and Blu-rays. Yeah. Now it's just, follow this link. It'll fuck you up. <laughs> My work here is done. <laughs> You're haunted. And the, you cannot grasp my true form. I mean, this one goes without saying, but should your party warlock ever actually lay eyes upon their patron, they could just be turned into an allop overnight. Yeah, that's true. This is really just a demon lord opening their trench coat. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> Why has it got eyes? Yeah. Ew. It's, don't worry, it's got undies on. <laughs> Well, with that, we can move on to our loose horror adventure idea. Thank you, because we desperately need to move on from Demon Lord exposing themselves to you. Yeah, for the cosmic horror. Okay, so yeah, let's let's build a, an adventure. Well, here's the thing. We kind of struggled with an adventure premise like we normally do with these types of episodes because any idea that we came up with ended up being too complicated and took away from the points about Alps. Anything that you want to do with an Alep is really quite situational to your adventure. But there's still some basic beats that we can hit that will add to whatever specific flavor you want to give. And if you've been listening, you know these horror beats pretty well by now, but 
there. Establish normalcy, create unease. Things are a little bit off. Move it up to dread. Things are getting pretty bad. Step it up to terror. The monster is just around the corner and finish it off with horror, at which point there's no suspense anymore. The monster's revealed. And as we've talked about in the past, this is the only way to do horror in games. Otherwise, it's just jump scares and monsters from a monster manual. So if you want it to land, you typically want to try out these horror beats and you can check that out in the series called The Bones of Horror and you can download this system on our website at hookandchance.com forward slash resources. Anyways, we normally go through these beats once, but I propose with the Allop, you kind of got to go through them twice to get the full effect. Please explain. Well, the first time you take it through, it's going to be super subtle and it might even be during the previous adventure. You want to start sprinkling in these details so that when things are actually ramping up, there's a lot of backstory and history with it. And the second is going to be much more intense. It's going to be the adventure that focuses more on the Allop. And I don't think I'd ever use the Allop as the primary antagonist. Like we talked about the Allop being the mentor. So I'd use it as that mentor slash secondary antagonist that needs the party to complete their main goal of stopping their primary antagonist. And that main goal is going to be more of a mystery, like, you know, figuring out the identity of the antagonist or the location of the upcoming terrible event. I see what you did. You actually tied in two separate series of our previous episodes. You tied in the Bones of Horror to the mystery series that we did as well. Yes. Uh, Unfortunately, is... it's getting layered and complex, but that's what the Allop requires to pop. This is more complex and convoluted than a Christopher Nolan film. So let's start with track one. Let's just take her slow. All right. So unease. Let's build some unease. You choose a character with the potential to be the Allop's chosen writer or just one character that has magical power for the Allop to draw from, perhaps. And you give them the tidbits of feeling a little bit off. Like at first, they just aren't sleeping well. Or, you know, pass a note that says that they're a little less emotionally stable than usual. I love this because just the act of passing the note by the DM says that something is off. This is uneasy. Whenever in the history of notes <laughs> passing by a DM... It's a it's an experience that transcends being a, a player at the table straight down to your character and vice versa. Like both of you, you and your character are feeling uneasy. Absolutely. Because everybody sees it. Everybody knows something's going on. So then you get into dread. So I'd give the haunted characters some mild exhaustion. Maybe level one exhaustion mechanically just hangs around for the first part of the day. If someone gets really investigative about it, they might find evidence of long bouts of writing on the character's hands. Now, this might work best in an adventure where they're on the move. So when the party finds out that one character has been sleep writing, the pieces of writing are at all the places they stopped along the way. If not, they can definitely find the writings at some point. But, you know, if you're going to do this, be ready for them to find the book. Yeah. Or maybe because the Allop doesn't know exactly what it's doing, the writer is writing things down and then swallowing it or burning it or something like that at first. Well, I could see, you know, say in unease, we start to maybe find some notes and we're like, what are these notes about? These weird scrawlings. And then in that dread, one of your player characters finds the utensil, the unique writing utensil that clearly matches the note. Yeah. On them. And it says Dan D. Wizard on it. <laughs> <laughs> Your party's wizard. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
God damn it. You know that there's going to be a few characters floating out there now named Dan D. Wizard. Uh, it's a great name. You've birthed that. Do you want that to be your legacy? Absolutely. I okay. die a happy man. So terror. Let's get into some terror points. Right. So we really want to step things up at this point. I'd say after their previous adventure, maybe during a downtime activity like being at a tavern after an adventure, you have the Allop cause as much chaos as possible. And I'd probably even give it the ability to become invisible to avoid stepping into that monster reveal in the horror section. So its first action would be to just burst in, like maybe even describe some wind whipping up the place, and they give one of their howling babbles a wild screech that panics the entire place. Now the Alab's goal here is only to deal psychic damage to the character it's been haunting. So you want it to get up, do its damage, and then disappear. You want to slip in a clue about its terrible secret at this point, and then it's gone. I feel like it needs to appear in the form of scratch marks on their chests or something like that. So the Aleph comes in, invisible, does some psychic damage, shit starts flying around everywhere, and then it's over. But then, even though the players felt no pain, there are markings all over their bodies. Like, that's the kind of, you know, we need to let it really sink in that shit's going south for them real quick. Yeah, and then I love just removing it completely. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's got to get the hell out of there. Because then they've got their quest of stopping their main antagonist. And this is all happening, doesn't seem related, yet what the hell's going on then we take it on to track two so we're not going to get to horror is what you're saying right once you get to horror this whole thing is over the tension is completely gone so we need to go all the way back to either normal or unease and start the process again right so the normal is them starting a new quest like i said going after their big bad maybe we even spend a session completely forgetting about the alum because (laughs) We want, as players, we want to just have some kind of resolution. And we can drag this out. Yeah. Throw a session in there. Let them stew on it. Let them think, oh, well, that was weird. Waiting for it to return. They know it's going to return. They just don't know when. Yeah. The party knows something's up. There's no doubt that they're being targeted or haunted or something like that. And as you get into unease again, you can kind of be giving clues that this weird path that they're not quite sure about yet might give them some help against the antagonist. Like drop one of those visions that includes that antagonist in some way. Their tower or what they look like or one of their very unique weapons. Something that says, wait, these visions that we've been having are connected to our actual quest, our main quest here? Yeah. And this is also where you can start that Alep transformation track for the character that was attacked. Oh, no. Things are starting to get bad. They're just getting ashy skin. Yeah, their eyes are sinking back real deep in that skull. So we need to move on to Dread. Right. So at this point, we're starting to give off those clues you planned that the character is being actively haunted. We might even dip into terror at inopportune moments of the party's adventure with a Allop attack. It's coming in hard and striking when they least expect it. Yeah, we need to add all of the classic, you know, haunting tropes here. We've got stuff flying off of shelves, a little bit of poltergeist, but going beyond poltergeist, we see stuff in mirrors. We are starting to see, you know, the breath hanging, like cold breath whenever things are around. Like, it really has to start setting in. We're not making too many assumptions, but the players still don't know 
that it's an alop, that it's trying to get something across, they'll likely still be thinking that this is probably a ghost. Right. They're they're definitely thinking it's a ghost. They just don't know why it's haunting them yet. Yeah. But yeah, I like those classic moves. Don't forget the feeling the negative emotions of the spirit as it's getting closer. Just that that dread and anger rising up for no reason. Mm, yep. And then we need to get into terror on our second track, our second go around through the horror beats. Right. And this is where it starts getting really fun and you get to start paying off all your planning. Because as the party gets closer to that final climax location, the Alep also knows it. Even if they're in a blind rage, they at some level know what's going on. So tension in the air is literally rising. Screeches of agony are being heard as it trails you in the distance. These poltergeist powers are creating a flipping tornado of debris. Start really ramping it up. Then, the horror. You're finally face to face with the big bad of your mystery. The party's figured it out. They're going toe to toe. And now the owl can fully show itself as its antagonist is also there. Like we were kind of mentioning before, I'd play it almost like a barbarian in their rage, except this creature has an area of effect attack that it's going to use as much as possible. I might even rework its attacks a bit to let it do that more often because the Alep is here to cause chaos in your final fight. And I like that it might be hitting your big bad alongside the players. Like it doesn't give a shit. It's just angry. Yeah, it's not your ally. It's taking you down just as much as it's taken them down. I think that could be a really wicked final fight. Well, I just love the two dimensions because typically it's always here's a bad guy and here's your party. Yeah. May the best people win. And it never really goes much beyond that. If you're really sly, then you throw in some environmental factors that make the battle more challenging or different or dangerous, but you never throw just a random free agent <laughs> allop into the middle of your climactic end battle. And it only really works when you've laid all that groundwork. Because a random ghost? No good. A purposeful allop? seeking revenge that's been using you the whole time that's juicy i love it and don't forget after you do all this you gotta give them some closure finally you can make it as simple as that classic ghost thanking the party scene before they take off to the afterlife <laughs> you're talking about the the like walking towards the the light at the end of the tunnel waving you don't have to make it happy it can still be <laughs> a somber moment i can find any soundtrack from a Tom Hanks film. Yeah. And we can just play that as the wonderful, happy, Mr. Rogers-like spirit uh -huh. wanders off into the distance. The Alep definitely turns into Tom Hanks and thanks you each with a special gift for your hard work. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And that's the framework of a pretty tasty Alep adventure, I think. I'd agree, but we're just two idiot brothers. Yeah. I'd be really curious if you've used an Alep in the past. How did it go? What did you do? What do you think you could have done better? These are the kind of questions that we want to dive into on our Discord. So you should definitely come and join us there. Or if you're listening or watching, just leave a comment. Tell us what you did. And those that have already joined us on Discord, tell us about your Alep's Please give us your haunting ideas. A genuine thank you to the patrons that support us every episode and make this possible. Yes, we've actually got a terrible secret that we're going to unleash upon all of them, turning them into Alps. Sweet. Starting with Alan E. Felix R. Chris F. I see spiders where there are none. The Senate. Lucas D. Lila G. GM Tim. Nevermore. Thomas W. Tyler G. Ty N. Heavy Arms. Eric R. Aldrost. Leprechaun. And Will HP. Enjoy being an Alp. <laughs> 
This is the gift we bequeath to you. <laughs> we'll send you a private message with that terrible secret. Thanks also to Tabletop Audio for the sound effects you heard in this episode. Follow us at Hook and Chance on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Reddit. Join that community of players and DMs on our Discord. You can find the link on our website. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. And, and my blink. secret is I see Willem Dafoe's face when I blink. That's terrifying. <laughs>